The following is a presentation of the Six Arrows Radio Network. It's the Ham Radio 360 podcast. This time we're going back to school on summits on the air. From a new guy's perspective, stay tuned. MTCRadio.com presents Ham Radio 360, the podcast. Brought to you by Ellacraft. Now, here's your host, Kel Nelson, K4CDN. So welcome back into another episode of Ham Radio 360, the podcast. My name is Kale, and I'm a general class licensee. My call is K4CDN. Really appreciate you taking your time to spend it here with us on the Ham Radio 360 show. I say us because there's more than just me. We've got George and Jeremy who come in the opposing Tuesdays, and they release to you each uh, every other week, I guess I should say, the Workbench podcast, and, and they're just killing it, man, doing a great job. So proud of those guys and just... Just love having them a part of what we're doing here at Ham Radio 360. In addition to that, we've got friends down at Main Trading Company. They're our show sponsor. has been with us from day one. If you're looking to buy something that has Kenwood written on it, maybe a new TMV71A, my personal favorite mobile radio crossband repeat, dual search, uh, dual receive. It's just an amazing rig. You guys should check it out at mtcradio.com. And, hey, did you notice the new the new feel there in the intro? Yeah, we've, we've got our new show sponsor plugged in there as well. It's Ellacraft. Really excited to welcome Eric and Wayne and the folks at Ellacraft into the Ham Radio 360 podcast family. Now, it's so cool because Ellacraft's out there in California, and we have just been so blessed by our friends in California, whether they've given to the show, they've been participants in the show, They've supported the show. They they have the innovation happening out there that we can share with the rest of our audience. It's just been an amazing, you know, couple of three years here getting to know our friends. We didn't even didn't even know back before all this out in California, and that's what this show here is going to do. It's going to introduce us to another friend, a new friend from California. His name is Austin Munger. His call is Kilo Six Alpha Bravo Mike, and Austin's a pretty new guy into the hobby. It's not like he's you know been around for a very long time. He's kind of a young guy. He's a few years younger than me, so you know he's young. Yeah, he's young. And uh, he sounds younger than he really is, matter of fact. But anyway, Austin kind of got into the hobby by accident. Uh, Who hasn't done that before? And then stumbled into Soda, Summits on the Air, completely by accident. So I want to just kind of welcome him in here, and we're going to talk about his story. Austin Munger, K6ABM, welcome in to the Ham Radio 360 podcast. All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been licensed for almost two years now? Yeah, just a little under two years. You know, I I hear podcasters say, don't ask this question, but tell me what got you into amateur radio? Uh, Actually, I think I'm about your age. (laughs) Well, you sound younger than me. You probably have more hair. No, that's true. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. (laughs) No, uh, actually, I'm turning 40 this year, but uh, the... uh, the thing that got me into ham radio was I kind of found myself living in a major cities throughout the U.S. and um, a few actually in Europe. And when I came back, I sort of kind of had this like internal conflict about what to do with my life. And I sort of found nature as being kind of the thing that I gravitated towards and uh, hunting kind of being the the number one thing out of everything outdoors. And so I found myself out in pretty remote places alone since none of my friends uh, shared in my interest of hunting. And so, um, it was actually my dad who was kind of like, you know, man, if your phone doesn't work out there, you know, how, how are you going to get in touch with somebody if you get hurt? And so I went to a ham radio outlet as naive as could be and told him I needed a CB radio. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, <laughs> and, dude. Uh, yeah. And, uh, there's a guy, Nick, who works there and uh, I've actually become pretty good friends with him. And his answer to me was, no, you don't. <laughs> so and let, me, let me, and let me explain to you why. And so he was nice enough to kind of humor me and, and fill me in on repeaters. And, you know, I was still pretty still pretty uh, confused by the whole thing, but I just took him at his word and bought an FT-60. And on my way, I went. Nice, nice. And, you know, that's, that's one of the cool things about this hobby I've found uh, in, in my short time is how helpful the large majority – I can't say everybody – but the large majority of everyone has been so very helpful and gracious and giving. And, uh, you know, when you, I would have loved to have been in there to see the look that, that you received when you said that, but the response you got does not surprise me because there are so many people out there that want to help 
to get someone in the hobby, no matter their age, no matter their creed or color, any of that garbage. Uh, just, you know, this is something that we're, we're all involved in. And man, it's all, it's so cool to see new people come in every, every day. Yeah, absolutely. Especially sort of finding it by accident. You know, I was, I was about a hundred dollars budget off of getting <laughs> a, like an inReach. I think it was one of those, you know, little beacons that you push a button yeah. and it was just a little out of my price range. So thank God I didn't have an extra hundred bucks or else I wouldn't be here. right now. <laughs> well, we're tickled that you're here and we're really excited to have you on the program. Now, how did Justin and I come to know one another? He's another California guy. And I tell you, I love California because they really provide some great guests on our program. Uh, you know, uh, if you're not on Instagram, you may not know that I'm on Instagram, and it's not that Kel's there a lot, but I do post from time to time about sometimes it's about my kids or somebody cut a tree down in my yard the other day. And uh, today I, I put up some pictures of some new hats that we're going to be offering here in the swag store. But you post a lot on Instagram, and you have a really cool uh, avatar. Tell everybody how they can find you on Instagram. Yeah, I uh, I kind of I kind of uh, enjoy puns and little jokes and stuff like that, and it's kind of the the dad humor in me, I suppose. <laughs> and so uh, it it kind of dawned on me early on that diet soda was kind of a funny little play on words, and so uh, the the uh, name that I chose was diet soda, like you know I'm on a diet and soda S O T A. So kind of silly, and you know in the beginning it's it's sort of like when you picked faux time you were, yeah. I remember your advice was make sure you want it because it's going to stick oh yeah, <laughs> so I remember that episode, and for some reason, I ignored that advice <laughs> <laughs> well, it works really good because it is catchy and it it does catch your eye when you're scrolling by uh the flag also helps, and if you're going to be doing any tort any sort of uh soda work, you really should probably be dieting or you're going to be regretting making the climb for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I'm in uh, I'm in okay shape here as I approach forty. So you know, I and and what I don't what I don't have in uh, in strength, I sort of make up for in will. So it, it works out. Well, that that's good. Yeah, there you go. So uh, the reason, one of the reasons of our call, uh, links to that, and that would be soda because you stumbled over summits on the air as a new amateur radio operator after getting your FT60. Tell us a little bit about how that happened. How did you be, kind of fi- fall in or find soda when you were just looking to to have some some comms out in the woods? Well, I I sort of you know there was there's definitely off seasons to hunting here in California. Um, there's you know a lot of time in between upland and deer season, and so I had time to kind of focus on the radio as I got more you know kind of into it and finally got my license and started to really understand that there was a a world larger than just needing it in case I broke my leg. Mm. And so I started researching online keywords like, you know, backpack radio and, you know, backwoods communications. And somehow or another, I came across somebody's blog uh, about summits on the air. And I remember calling my wife, then girlfriend, just being like, I don't understand what this is, but I need to do it. And she was (laughs) like, well, go try it. And so I didn't understand the system. I didn't understand the rules involved. And I, I, I was pretty naive thinking, oh, you just go up on top of some mountain that was, looks pretty high and start asking for contacts. <laughs> and so I went up and I linked into a repeater and I started calling CQ Soda and somebody got on real quick and was just like, that's not how this works. So, you know, you need to, and then they were just like, you know, need simplex. And I was like, what's simplex? And so they just, you know, they quickly kind of gave me a tutorial and, you know, I, I took it as a personal challenge and really kind of just devoured everything soda after that. And so that's that's where I'm at now. Wow. And, and you know, there there's there's you stand the chance of running into the wrong person on the repeater who doesn't know or who's just a FUD and they're gonna give you a hard time about what you're up there trying to do. But I mean I commend you, man, for, for taking off and going. I mean, wh- where would we be if we didn't try something new, right? No, absolutely. I mean, that's that's kind of how I tackle things in life. I don't I don't pick many things to master, but well, you know, I don't really master many of them. But I don't even attempt to master things uh, unless I know that I'm going to give my all to it. And so, you know, I I've done it enough times with other things that I know that you just 
you just got to do it. And then the questions come from doing it and failing. Well, you know, and that's, that's a very good point. And it's a point that, that I share with people when I hear them talking about becoming a new amateur operator, you know, they're, Oh, I've got to learn this stuff for this test and it's not making sense. And what does this have to do with anything? And I said, you know what, let's get you licensed. And then you really learn how to do it. You really, it all makes sense because you're using it, but you, it's almost like on the job training. I've said that a hundred times on the show. I guess that's 101 maybe. But uh, just like doing a soda activation for the second time was much different than the first time, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, it, it took me forever to learn that you could use a spotting app, you know, to kind of help out your, you know, your likelihood of getting contacts. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I started off with very little technology involved. And most of the time, you know, I only had two meter when I first started. So if I couldn't find somebody on Simplex, you know, then... I was kind of I was kind of just out of luck, and then I thought, oh well, I'll just try and call people in on repeaters to come over to Simplex, and that worked for a while. And so, you know, you just you just got to try things, and uh, if something's not working, then you kind of have to dig a little deeper, find a new option, try it. If it works, keep it. If it fails, find something else. How many activations have you done since you you got into soda? Um, well, I have seventy points as of today, which doesn't sound like a lot. But if you consider, you know, what's around me, everything being one point and there's just a handful of two point summits, um, I would say at least 40, 50, something like that I've done, not including just so unique summits. Yeah, you're getting plenty of exercise. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every chance I get, you know, I'm I'm lucky to be able to have a job that I can, (laughs) you know, sort of call in on from time to time. And if, if, if nothing's going on, you know, then I'm just sort of on call and I, I I can judge when, when I, when I'm needed and when I'm not. And so, you know, if my wife works in the day and so I just take off and try and, you know, take care of uh, summits if there's one nearby (laughs) and I know I can be back in time. That's awesome, man. We'll talk about gear later in the program, I'm sure, because everybody always wants to know about your gear and we'll get there in a few minutes. But, you know, we've had we've had Doug on before. Uh, we've had Harlequin on before. Where we've talked about Man Pack, Portable Radio, so, uh, Summits on the Air. Uh, we've had goat on the, Goats on the Air. Uh, w- w- this isn't the first time we've discussed it, but it's the first time we've talked about Summits on the Air with someone who has kind of found their place real early in the hobby with Summits on the Air. And... It's really cool for me because I don't get to do things like that, and I'm really wanting to get in, into doing some adventure radio, some backpacks, you know, summits on the air kind of stuff around here. Not that we have loads of summits, but I can get to them within an hour, hour and a half. And uh, really looking forward to doing that, especially when my kids get their license with their studies now. But uh, you know, just stumbling into it as you did, and then becoming as passionate as you are about it, uh, I think that speaks volumes about the breadth of this hobby. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't have to be all Morse code. It doesn't have to be all digital. It doesn't have to be, you know, chasing DX on 20 meters. It's uh, it's a young man who's climbing mountains to make contacts. I think it's really cool, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's if if it wasn't for soda, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I probably wouldn't have, you know, like dived into ham radio so passionately. I mean, you know, I'm glad I did in retrospect now that I see what's at the end of that pursuit. Well, you know, not at the end, but certainly some, yeah. some ways into the pursuit. But, uh, you know, it, there's other things that interest me for sure that I've sort of followed as well. But soda was definitely the vehicle that, you know, that, that pushed me to kind of like want to understand you know, the difference between two meter and HF or, you know, the difference between 20 and 40 and, you know, and learn what, you know, the Pactena kind of got me sparked when George was talking about those and um, just really trying to understand why a Pactena, like, why can't I just use this, you know, 12 inch whip on my HF radio? I had to really learn it all specifically tailored to this activity. Right. And, you know, now that I know it, I'm, I'm glad I learned it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Folks, we're talking with Austin Munger. His call is Kilo 6 Alpha Bravo Mike. He is from the 6 area, and he is climbing hills and making contacts with soda. We're going to continue this conversation with him here right after this break. We'll be back here on Ham Radio 360 Podcast. Hi, Dan, KB6NU here. Whether you're studying for your tech license or looking to upgrade to general or extra, you should check out my no-nonsense amateur radio license study guides. Written in my easy-to-understand, no-nonsense style, 
They really are the easiest way to learn what you need to know to pass the test. And they are always up to date. The PDF version of the Technician Class Study Guide is free on my website at kb6nu.com podcast. And all my study guides are available in print, PDF, Kindle, and EPUB versions. Let me help you have more fun with ham radio. Go to kb6nu.com podcast and get started today. Yeah, we're back with Austin Munger, Kilo 6 Alpha, Bravo Mike. He's also known as Diet Soda on Instagram. Can we find you anywhere else, Austin, online, or is just Instagram your, your place? You know, I started to do uh, one of the, um, I can't remember the name of the blog site. Uh, oh, what's that? I can't remember the name of the blog WordPress site. WordPress blogger, uh, something like that. I think it's I think it was WordPress. Yeah, I started I started a WordPress account <clears throat> and I didn't really get too far in it. It's it's not updated as much and I'm familiar with the uh, Instagram platform more, so it yeah. just seems to kind of it, it seems to pacify my uh <laughs> my my you know, my instant need or instant gratification nature. Yeah. Yeah, well, and it and that's what it is. I mean, they don't call it Instagram for nothing and it it's yeah. uh you know, I like to say that I like Twitter the best, and uh, I'm on Facebook because I have to be. But but Instagram is really cool. I mean, I enjoy that platform. It's a lot of fun to see what other people are doing. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, somebody else that I uh, that I kind of follow and is local to me here, uh, KK6ZLY. Uh, his name's Alex, and he kind of he went on an activation a few days ago and kind of sparked my my creativity by doing a live stream at the top of a summit where he had uh, access. And I was kind of like, why didn't I think of that? (laughs) So, you know, I got to watch him do the activation, you know, from work and it, you know, I was kind of paying attention with one eye and doing work with the other. And it it was, it was a way for me to sort of be vicarious, you know? So that's a very good way to self spot too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I didn't (laughs) even think of that either. There you go. (laughs) Here I am on top of summit number, whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. So you've been a licensed ham for almost two years. Uh, you found soda, actually found amateur radio kind of by accident. You found soda really by accident. Uh, you, you've had you had kind of a baptism by fire. Uh, do you do you have an Elmer that you kind of follow? Somebody that helps you now that you've kind of gotten into the hobby, or are you just still kind of making your own way? Yeah, I'm so I mean, you know, I have people whose advice I really trust, mm-hmm. and. Um, I'm not scared to ask them for advice. And actually, I still talk to that the guy, uh, Nick, I was telling you about at Ham Radio Outlet. Um, I don't know his call, to be honest. I should, but he himself says that he barely has any time to go on the radio these days. <laughs> I, I know so, that feeling. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he's, I go in there and he's still very helpful. And, you know, he's, he's always kind of helping me out with technical questions and in many ways, I think uh, he's kind of surprised how I've almost surpassed him. And now he's like, hey, I want to go with you and, you know, I want to go do those <laughs> things you're doing. And I didn't even think about that. And he's been licensed since he was a kid. So Wow. Well, you know, sometimes uh, sometimes we need to see other people having fun to make us want to do something. And really, the whole summit's on the air and uh, the uh, the national park's on the air, the island's on the air. Um, those kind of things have really gotten me. You know, I followed Stewart around to the national parks on the air lived vicariously through him and all of his activations and really enjoyed watching all of that happen. And now as uh, it feels like summertime here in, in the deep South right now, who knows what'll be tomorrow, but um, you know, knowing that spring and summer's coming, I'm really, really wanting to spend some time outside this year with a radio. And um, I don't have any gear that can fill that need outside of a handy talkie, I guess. Uh, but uh, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to doing or trying to do this summer, this spring, really not this summer. I don't want to leave the house in the summer. It's it's terrible. And we have humidity here. I know that you don't, but that's okay. Uh, we have it here. We have I'm familiar with it. We have your sh- yeah, we have your share of, of humidity here. But uh, can can you give us some ideas about how you prepare yourself for uh, uh, making a run on a summit to get up and, and get some contacts made? Yeah, you know, like I said, a lot of the summits that I do are, are you know, maybe a couple hours at most day hikes just because of the area that I'm in. Um, so typically, you know, weather doesn't scare me, and I guess there's not really any scary weather here anyway, so that that's kind of irrelevant. But, uh, you know, if it's if it's raining heavily, then I, I kind of stay away from it just because I don't, you know, my KX2 is not waterproof, and I, I don't want to find out its resistance to water. So I kind of tend to, you know, not not push it in that way. But um, 
you know, I, I have a backpack and I, I try and make a day out of it as much as I can. And so in the backpack will go, you know, some uh, paracord just in case I need it to hoist something up. Um, the antenna that I chose, whether it's the chameleon, you know, set up with a, uh, like the micro hybrid, uh, the little base, you know, and then uh, mm-hmm. the antenna, the collapsible antennas kind of look like tent poles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mill whip, I'll use that sometimes. Or I also have a uh, an antenna, the KX3 Helper. It's 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 similar to the Pactenna, but kind of a kind of a less expensive version, I guess. Um, and you know, I'll bring obviously some food, some water, sometimes a little chair, you know, a little camping chair or something if I'm feeling like I want to pack the extra weight around. Mm. And that's that's pretty much it. You know, I I have a little watch that lives in my bag that's always on UTC time so I don't have to add the eight hours and guess <laughs> yeah. um, and then uh, yeah that's that's pretty much it now how do you prepare your wife for you know a, a trip out does she like worry about you does she's like oh he's going again I'm going shopping or do, well, does, you know, does she have a way to keep up with you or how does that go well yeah she does actually and the way that she was able to do that was uh I got I got very lucky with uh, with my wife, and she she's she has the same sort of sense of adventure and spirit that I do. Um, actually, she has a an Instagram as well that I'll plug. It's Ali Venture A L I V E N T U R E. So like you know adventure, but Ali Venture. Cool. Anyway, and she got her ham radio license as well. Whoa! Watch out! Did you guys hear that? Every I like ninety percent of the audience is is jealous right now. Yeah, I know. I, I, I didn't even have to talk her into it, actually. And the same with the hunting license, right? When I met her, I was like, oh, I'm going duck hunting. And she was like, I want my hunting license. And I was kind of <laughs> like, really? And I knew at that moment I was probably going to marry her. You're like, I've got to stop by and pick this ring up real quick before we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, you know, she, she I, I let her know what's going on. And, you know, she I, I don't do anything that's too dangerous mm-hmm. or, you know, risky. And the things that I've done that were kind of uh, out of out of my comfort level, she's been with me. You know, we did a volcano activation in Maui on our honeymoon, actually. That is awesome. Which I was really shocked that I got the okay on that one for our honeymoon. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but she she went up there and she was as you know almost as excited as I was. That is awesome. So you, yeah. it's, it's a family thing. It's not just it's not just an, an Austin thing. It's a family thing. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, I'm the one who sort of got the interest in it and it didn't take long for her to go, you know, I, I expect her to be like, oh, what's this nerdy thing my, you know, my boyfriend's doing? Cause that's, you know, I, we've only been married, uh, you know, for not even a year yet. So wow. I was licensed before we were married and I expected her just to be like, man, what are you doing? Man, and geek. instead I got the opposite. It was like, wow, that's really cool. So yeah, man, everybody is so jealous of you right now. I mean, I've got a great <laughs> wife. We've been married 18 years. She's studying to get her license, and, and I've got no complaints. But but I know there are a lot of men out there that are very, very jealous, and they're all wondering, does she have a sister? You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> She does. She's a firefighter in San Francisco. Whoa, watch out, fellas. Watch yeah, out. So it kind of runs in the family, I suppose. Yeah, it sounds like it. Sounds like Well, that's awesome, man. Um, when when you go out, you told me off off the line here that uh, you've got an FJ. And uh, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Uh, a listener and uh, a friend of ours here, Justin Dorton, he's also got a really cool Instagram. We're all about Instagram on this show. Can you tell? Uh, I'll make sure I link Justin's in there. He's he had an FJ and now he's uh, he's got the the Tacoma and he he goes out and does adventure stuff and he's he takes his radios and he has a drone and have a lot of fun. But but anyway, um, it's really cool to see some of the things he's done like overlanding and whatever with his, with his radios in his truck. Um, do you ever do anything like that? Or are you just more focused on your, your soda stuff? You know, I, I haven't done any, I, I've never left the house thinking I'm going overlanding today or <laughs> I'm going, you know, to do something like that. And mostly because I, the FJ I have still, you know, it has to, it still has to get, uh, you know, myself to work. It has to get our son to school, mm-hmm. you know, it, so, um, it, it it's it's not something that I can just beat on as much as I would like to. I got you. Um, but I definitely use it to get to places that I couldn't get in my Honda Civic. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of fire roads that I've gone on. Um, there's, you know, I've gone up into the mountains in the Sierras. Uh, I went up to Cooney Lake, actually, which is in Bridgeport, uh, California. And I tried to do an activation up there that was, I want to say it was a 14,000 foot summit. Whoa. And I... 
I, yeah, I, I, I set up a camping trip kind of around that and didn't really tell anybody <laughs> that I went with that that was the plan. So I was just like, oh, I'm going to go try this thing. And, you know, the base camp was at, I think, 8,000. So I made it up to about 11,000 feet. And then I just, I was like, all right, you know, I, I can't, I can't do this. I can barely breathe at yeah. <laughs> 11, yeah. I'm out of air. Feet, so I have I just, to stop. <laughs> I can't, yeah, so I can't, just, can't you know, I just, Yeah. I just set up a, set up an antenna up there and. I just, you know, sort of played soda, but didn't didn't log any points. Obviously, yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. Have you had any? Uh, ex- no. <laughs> Have you had any? We know that you've experienced some some hardships. That was one. Uh, do you have like the world's most embarrassing soda attempted activation, or somewhere where you like fell and broke a leg, or something that you would warn people about? You know, I haven't I haven't had anything quite that traumatic yet, thank God. But uh, I have definitely had some 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 mistakes, you know, like, uh, the last one I tried to do, there was a, a note on the, uh, on the summit, sort of the notes on the, um, the UK site, you know, the, mm-hmm. the one that tells you all the, uh, uh what's soda.org. And so you can go there and check out the summits and at the bottom, there's kind of notes that people write about things. And one of the notes was very outdated, you know, by like five or six years. And they were like, oh, you know, there's an easy way and a hard way. And I had done the easy way the last calendar, or sorry, the hard way the last calendar year. And I thought for field day, just, you know, last weekend, that I would try and go up there and do a summit for field day and sit up there all day. Mm-hmm. And so the uh, the easy way was not so easy anymore. It had been completely grown over. The, grain, the game trails had disappeared. And I just found myself kind of, you know, bushwhacking through poison oak and just going like, man, I don't, <laughs> I don't know where I'm ended up here. So I ended up leaving and going to another summit that I knew about. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't too traumatic, but it doesn't always work as planned. Is kind of what I'm getting at. I got you. And and folks, what we're talking about here, is, you know, I'm I'm kind of taking for granted. You know what summits only air is. It is a uh, it's an activation type amateur radio hobby within the hobby where you have people who go and activate a summit, a mountaintop, or a peak. And on the other end, you have people at home called chasers who are chasing the activators. And it's a, it has a point system, and, and they're awarded points on both sides for activating and chasing, and chasing while activating and activating while chasing, I guess you could say. It kind of works all the way around, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and I, I kind of... I, don't, I can't say I enjoy chasing as much, but if if activating is a ten, then chasing is like an eight or a nine. So you know, it's still an activity that I that I love. And um, in my FJ, which I drive primarily, I have a you know I have a two meter four forty setup in there, and you know most of the activations happen on uh, two meter. Mm-hmm. And so you know I have a spotting app that alerts me to the local things, you know, going on. And often I'll pull over and, you know, or if I, if I know someone's activating something, I'll try and turn in a direction and like speed towards an area where I'm outside (laughs) of buildings or whatever and try and, you know, get the activation done for them. So, you know, I definitely enjoy that stuff too. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's an interesting perspective because I've never chased an activator and mm -hmm. I've always kind of been like, well, that would probably be pretty cool. Maybe. You know, but but hearing the man who goes up the mountain to make the contact say that he's driving around town, uh, listening on his his mobile radio to make a contact to help the activator get that that's that's almost encouraging for me to start monitoring, maybe finding an application for my phone or paying more attention to what's going on to try to uh, make some of those contacts. Yeah, actually, it, it, um, do you have an iPhone or an Android device? I, I don't remember. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, dro- I'm a Droid guy. Okay, yeah, I have a Android as well, and um, I use uh, an app called I think it's called Soda Spot, or yeah, I think it's Soda Spotter. Actually, I can't remember exactly what it is to be honest with you, but um, I should know considering I look at it daily. <laughs> but uh, I have it set up, and there's filters on there, and so you basically can set the filters to alert you when any of those criteria are met. So for me, I have it set for um, for HF and two meter, and then I have it set up for Basically, like, you know, Oregon, uh, Arizona, Washington, all of California, obviously. And so mm-hmm. those regions I have set up just thinking that they're going to be within, you know, range typically. So um, whenever a two-meter one pops up, if I'm out, I try and do it at, in the car. And if I'm at home, I run out to the garage real quick <laughs> to the annoyance of my wife sometimes and turn it on and try and make a contact. That's awesome, man. That, that That's really cool. You know, I just – being a guy who hasn't done this at all on either side, that's a perspective I didn't really have. 
Um, mm-hmm. and, and I just think about you sitting up on the mountain and, you know, and some old crotchety guy, on, you know, taking his liver pills and making a contact. But I mean, <laughs> you guys are working together, which is a real, uh, which is really the coolest part of it in my mind of the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that, that person sitting there crotchety is equally as important as, you know, someone going up there. So, and to me, it's, 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 I, I can't, you know, with obligations of work and family, I can't do, I can't live life, you know, in, in, in a way where it's only about me. And if I could, I probably would just live in a tent, you know, <laughs> somewhere <laughs> up on top of the mountains. But uh, anyway, since that's not, that's not an option that I really want to pursue. Yeah. Um, it's fun for me to, since I've done those things, I can sort of imagine, you know, myself up there when I'm at work and I can run out to my truck or pick up, you know, a little two meter HT and just kind of try my best to get back to somebody on simplex. And it sort of takes me out of responsibility, even if just for 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great perspective, man. Thank you for sharing it with us guys. We're talking to Austin Munger. His call is Kilo six alpha Bravo Mike diet soda. S O T A. If you're an Instagram user, and of course we'll have that linked in the show notes. We're talking summits on the air and we're going to get to uh, one of our favorite segments here on the program. And that's when we're talking about what he's taking with him up the heels to make the contacts. We'll be back with Austin here in just a moment. You're listening to the ham radio 360 podcast. I've heard back some great reports from many, many operators from the winter field day experience. We had a great time here in South Carolina, man. We really did. A lot of my friends came out. We operated almost the entire 24 hours. I slept for two hours, right? Okay. We had we had gear stacked all over the place, and I've seen many pictures of people operating their stations with the brand-new ICOM IC7300. The 7610, the big brother's coming. It'll be here really soon, so keep your eye out for that. But if you're looking for an IC7300, maybe an ID51, handy talkie, D-Star compatible, you need to visit with my friends at Main Trading Company. They've got everything from ICOM on their site, in their store, and ready to ship. If you're looking for something specific for from ICOM, please give them a chance. It's mtcradio.com. Back with Austin Munger, Kilo 6 Alpha Bravo Mike. I haven't stumbled over your call yet. Of course, there's no zeros in it. And uh, I was uh, Bravo Romeo Mike as a new ham. So it's, uh, it's kind of familiar. I, uh, I I remember those days. And sometimes I, I actually even caught myself almost saying my old call the other day. I see you've got a kilo six. What was your what was your initial call? What did you get when you got your ticket? Uh, it was KK six WRB. So whiskey Romeo Bravo was the first one, and then I switched it um, to K six JEL, and that's kind of a it was sort of an inside joke, but it was another one of those things where you know watch out because it's going to stick. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought, well, you know, I don't have that much invested in this yet, and I sort of see a long future. So I sort of took took a page out of your book and made it my initials. Excellent, excellent. Well, it it works. You know, I, sometimes yeah. I wish mine was a little different. And and as I've mentioned in the past, if I ever got extra and tried to get a different call, that would be really cool. But but it's almost like your identity now. So, it, you know, and I look at some of these men who've been amateurs for years, you know, and they've got like a two by three call. And I'm thinking, you've been an extra longer than I've been alive. Why do you still have that old call? But I mean, it's who they are. Yeah, absolutely. I thought about that too. And it was sort of hard for me to give up the other one, but it just, you know, the joke, the joke was only funny to me and I didn't really see the, the, I didn't see the future happening the way that it did. And so, you know, I kind of was tired of explaining it, and so I just was like, you know what, I'm just going to go to this. I feel you, man. So, I, know, I know how that stuff – I know how that kind of stuff goes. Right. <laughs> I remember I remember you always making jokes about the faux time. Oh, yeah, it was awful. It was awful. Hey, hey, real quick about the faux time. When you found our – tell the guys listening here and gals what what you did when you found our show, because this is so funny to me. When, when you found yeah, our show – yeah, actually, uh, the way that I found it was, it, it's kind of funny because I was, I think it was a few days after the, uh, f- the attempt where I tried to go up and use a repeater <laughs> and, uh, you know, to, to do summit or to do the summits on the air program. And, um, I was driving around and George from, uh, the workbench just happened to be on Baynet repeater. And the only reason why I had Baynet repeater on there was because, uh, it was uh, it shared the same uh, frequency as one of the repeaters I use when I go hunting, and so um, 
you know, the difference is, is that when you're in a different area, obviously it's a different repeater when mm. you're two hours or, you know, or a hundred miles away from wherever you, you know, plugged it in. So I was listening to it on accident is my point. And I hear him mm. talking and somebody was like, Hey, you know, what's this soda thing all about? And, mm. you know, I turned up the volume and was just like, you know, I'm listening. <laughs> and so he started talking about it and, and he said, uh, you know, if you really want to know about it, you know, you ought to listen to this, uh, to this, uh, podcast mm. called Faux Time. And, you know, you're you're going to really kind of understand they just did an episode about soda. And to be honest, I can't remember which one because you've done a few and I've, mm-hmm. I've heard them all. And I just can't remember which one he was referencing. But it was, you know, about a year ago or so. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was like, well, I'm going to go search that out. And I listened to it and uh, it, it I was just like, wow, this is just this wealth of information. And so. I went through and I just downloaded every single one of them <laughs> on uh, Wi-Fi and then listened to them back to back when I was at work. And, uh, you know, before I knew it, I just had this whole wealth of knowledge about ham radio and more questions than answers and, you know, kind of a place to turn to to get more answers. That's a whole lot of kale. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I, I, I got to be honest, you make it a very approachable subject and your your guests have – you know, tend to be very, you know, they lack pretentiousness and they, they just, they're just there to help. And you can tell that they're just excited and the spirit of ham radio in general, just wanting to be one of helping has been, has been the thing that makes me want to stick around, you know, and then, and then kind of pay it forward again, you know? Yeah. Well, we've got a great audience and we have got some great guests and we appreciate you again being here with us talking about soda and, uh, one of the things that everybody always likes to talk about, and, and and I guess it's just our society, man. We like to spend, we like to buy, and we like to have. But uh, everybody wants to know what you're taking with you when you do a summit on the air activation. What do you what what do you pack for your your gear? Well, it's it's funny because I started off with the FT60, like I said, and um, after a while, I was sort of. Uh, introduced to APRS as a way to sort of lifetime track myself to take it even a step further. And so I used um, the Yesu FT1D for quite a while. And then I started thinking to myself, you know, I find myself out in really remote areas and oftentimes I'm not within repeater reach or, you know, just barely. And so then I started to get into HF and just the idea of HF. And then you guys did the the Dayton uh, show where you came on and you're just like, here it is, KX2, best thing that ever happened. And I was like, I don't know what that thing is, but I'm buying one. And so I literally called Elecraft and I ordered one. And by the time I got to them, they were back ordered. So they uh, they were back ordered. And then about a week later, they called and they're like, oh, we're going to ship it. And I'm like, no, you're not. I'm going to come pick it up. <laughs> so, you know, it's about an hour and a half drive. And I just drove there and picked it up. And, you know, I got home. I didn't even have my general license yet. But, you know, I just I had to have this thing. Yeah. And so um, I very quickly learned how to use the the single sideband on it and all those options. And, um, you know, I just I'm absolutely in love with the thing. I'm I didn't really know what I was buying, but now that I have it, I'm I just can't imagine taking anything else up there. Wow. And it is a beautiful small little rig, man. I tell you, I I gotta get my hands on one because I just love I love the platform. I love the I love the KX three and um everybody that has them loves them. I mean, as you can as you've said, you, you didn't even know what you were getting, but you knew it was what you needed. And it turned into well, that, you know, which is really cool. Yeah, and I, I trusted I trusted you, and I trusted uh, I trusted George's opinion, and I I had enough understanding of the KX three just from talking to people, and um, you know I I knew that it was kind of the you know the coveted item for mm. people who were doing what I was doing, and you know I'm I'm not I'm not one to try and reinvent the wheel if it's if it's if it's working, so you know I just was like, well, you know the KX two sounds like it's even smaller and better. <laughs> And so, you know, and sure enough, I mean, I, I took that to on a plane to Hawaii, you know, and I fit in my carry on no problem. And, you know, it fits in that little camera bag. It's it's like you're not even carrying it. So it's yeah. it just makes it really convenient. So it's a brilliant design. And I can't wait to see them again this year at uh, Hamvention. It is Elecraft. And, you know, we're just tickled pink to have them as our uh, m- multiple colors, pink and whatever other color uh, to have them here with a sponsor in the program now. And uh, looking forward to uh, to continuing on that relationship. But so you're taking a Kel- uh, an Elecraft KX2 with you. Uh, are you doing any digital or any uh, any CW while you're on the hills? Or are you are you just simply single sideband operating? 
You know, I, I overwhelmed myself with, with um, just the whole aspect of learning soda and learning how to do it well. And so it, it, was, it was enough, you know, of a task for me to then understand the difference in the bands and understand, you know, how, how the lows and the sun cycle are kind of affecting this and that. And um, so basically what I'm getting at is I've really only used a single sideband, but I'm very interested in some digital modes after listening to people discuss them on your show. And I also, uh, I recently met at my wife's friend's, uh, my wife's friend's daughter's birthday party, kind of a long, <laughs> long thing there, but I was sitting there and, uh, I asked to use the restroom. And so, you know, it was like a five-year-old's birthday party and kind of stumbled into the restroom. And as I passed by one of the guest rooms, the door was open and there was a whole huge ham radio set up in there. Jack and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm like, what, wait, what? Who, who's is this? And so I came out and started talking and it sure enough, it was, uh, it was uh, her father's who had you know set it up in there, and so I got talking to him, and it turns out that he was uh, Carlos Nasciamento, who is like really big into islands on the air. In fact, he was just on the cover of uh, what is it CQ magazine, right, where they had the whole island expedition, right, and he did the Heard Island expedition. Awesome. Um, yeah, and so he you know and he was like I've been doing this for as long as you've been alive, and you know I was one of the first people to do islands on the air. And I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, so everybody's kind of laughing. We just became fast friends. And so, you know, he gave me a paddle and was just like, you know, whenever you want to learn CW, give me a call. Wow. And that was only a few months ago. So I, you know, I had my honeymoon since then and you know, I've, I've moved. And so I haven't had a chance to take him up on it, but it's always in the back of my mind. Man, that and, and again, there's another example of ham radio operators taking care of their own. I mean, how awesome well, was that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's like, I'm retired. Like, you know, I, I would love it if you came over every day and just learned Morse code at my house. <laughs> and so I, I am going to take him up on it, but uh, I just haven't had a chance to yet. Okay. So if you live near Carlos, do not go to his house tomorrow. He wasn't talking to you. He was talking to Austin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I won't give you his call. <laughs> don't, don't give us his call, but we, uh, we'll, we'll see if we can't talk him into coming on the show one day and helping us get further educated on islands. Hey, um, Yeah, you know, actually. Sure, you would love to do that. That would probably be a really good show. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. we're making friends. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And more love from California. I'm telling you what, I love me some California. This is, uh, it's a great. A great chat, man. I'm I'm loving learning about your experience. Uh, I got into ham radio personally uh, just because I'd always had a passion for ham radio or, or radio in general, and I knew that ham was out there, uh, but the code kind of kept me away for years, and life kept getting in the way. Um, you you kind of stumbled into it, and then all of a sudden, like many of us, became very passionate about it. Um, when, when you talk to people about amateur radio, do you talk about the, the different merits or are you not that you just try to discourage anyone, but I mean, do you really kind of share with them about your adventures in soda? Is that really where your heart lies for this hobby right now? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, the, the group of friends I have, I, I'm sort of the oddity, you know, I'm the only one who hunts. I'm the only one who fishes. I'm the only one who cares about, you know, firearms. I'm the only one who cares about off-road stuff. And, you know, I, come on, I live in the Bay area of California. It's, <laughs> it's not, it's, I, I'm a very different person than, than most people around me. Yeah. And so whenever somebody's interested, you know, I, I try my best to try and, you know, explain the exciting points of it. And some people they're like, Oh, that sounds like fun. And, you know, a lot of people in my, in my circle don't necessarily care, but yeah, they're like, I got got a cell phone for that. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. That I hear that all the time. It's just like, why would I want to do that? And I'm like, well, you know, the goal, (laughs) the goal is not to, to, to be on your cell phone. The goal is to not be on your cell phone, you know? So for me anyway, but, um, yeah. So I, but when I, you know, I definitely come across people who, who are interested in it and, uh, and I, yeah, I just I speak very passionately about it, and I think that just being passionate about something draws people in. You know, I mean, you could talk to me about knitting if that was your thing, and it's not my thing. But if you talk about it with passion, I'm going to listen. So yeah, yeah. It, it definitely carries weight. And speaking of weight, when you're packing for these summits on the air, you, we know that you're taking your KX three, KX two. Sorry, um, mm-hmm. that that George convinced you you had to have. 
that was a great yeah. show, by the way. That, that it that, was. That, he was so excited. That's that's again. I mean, he he sold me on knitting. I, I was like, I got to learn this thing. Yeah. Well, and and that show did so much for our downloads. It was amazing how that that actual that whole time of the rebrand and the the Hamvention visit and all of that that just transitioned so many things for us. It was a really exciting time. Um, but going back to being weighty, um, you're, you're taking your little tiny KX2 with you. Uh, tell, are you, are you packing the batteries inside of it? Are you taking spare batteries? Uh, you've mentioned a couple of antennas. I know everybody wants to go back over that real quick. Can you get, can you give us that uh, rundown again real, real quickly? Yeah, actually the, the KX2 itself, uh, you know, has the uh, little battery option. I think it's a 2600, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, size battery. So it's pretty small. Um, I put it just fits inside. It's you know it's made for the for the rig itself, and it fits inside uh, in its own little compartment. So there's nothing external about it. Um, I do own a Bio No battery, which is much larger. I want to say 9600, maybe something like that. Okay. But I you know I, I've I've never I've never had any any need to bring it out um, outside of just setting up my ICOM IC7100. I use sometimes with it if I go to like camping or something and just want to use it more as a base. Right. But uh, for soda itself, yeah, I just use that, and then I carry uh, just like a 12 foot piece of coax, nothing too big, you know, because we're only talking about 10 watts, so mm-hmm. I'm not too worried about being close to my antenna. Um, and then recently, I got the uh, the Chameleon. The little, uh, it's called the hybrid micro base. It's just a tiny little coil, essentially. And on that goes a, uh, like a collapsible base that you kind of put up. It's almost like tent stakes. You know, it has the, the, the bungee cord inside that, that allows it to stay together but collapse. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's one section. And then there's a mill whip section that goes on top of that. And I'd say that whole antenna setup weighs maybe maybe a pound and a half. It's it's just you know hollow aluminum and a little tiny you know base. Yeah. Um, and then you got a twelve foot antenna. And the first time I used that, I was only maybe twelve hundred feet up on a summit, and I was able to talk to Maryland with ten watts and wow. you know in the middle of the day. So I was just like I, you know I was a believer <laughs> at that point. <laughs> uh, an antenna that's tuned properly, man, it'll work like a champ every time. Yeah, yeah. And the the KX2 also has the uh, or I got it with the. Um, the auto tuner option. So, you know, that definitely helps, um, considering I didn't really understand different <laughs> antennas and that you needed to have one that was tuned for a band. I, you know, like I said, I just was like, I have to have that thing and I'll learn it when I get it. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> it's one of the best stories I've heard about it, man. I'm telling you. And, and that's kind oh, of been, it. that's kind of been the case of, of your whole trip adventure into ham radio is just kind of one thing after the next. It sounds like, I mean, you, you hit the ground running and, and and now you're climbing the hills doing it. Yeah, and I you know I take it with me hunting too. And there was a there was a situation during dove season that just passed, you know. Um, and I was I was uh, I had I had set it up on BLM land, the Bureau of Land Management. There's tons of uh, public land here in California, and so I set up a, a dove hunt by myself, where I knew that the end result would be that I was near a summit that was only about a thousand <laughs> feet up. So, you know, I went through and shot my limited doves and <laughs> packed them up and then went and did a summit, came back down. And so it's that radio basically allows it to be so portable that I can take it with me on all the other things I love to do. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> Folks, we're uh, we're catching up here with Austin Munger from California, Kilo 6 Alpha Bravo Mike. We're talking summits on the air, adventure life. I'm telling you, he's living it, man. And uh, it's been a great call so far. We're going to come back with him in just a moment, and we're going to keep the conversation going right here on Ham Radio 360 Podcast. This show is further proof that Adventure Radio is alive and kicking here in the U.S. and all over the world. You know, Summits on the Air is not just a U.S. thing. Matter of fact, it wasn't even started here. Uh, they're just letting us play with them, and we appreciate that. And and I tell you, you can hear from Austin and, and so many other people that you talk to, Ellacraft is the gear to be taken out on these soda activations, maybe de-expeditions, maybe an island on the air. Maybe you're just going to the park. Maybe you're sitting in the backyard in a hammock and you're wanting to operate portable. Make sure, make sure before you purchase anything for that type of work, you first check with Ellacraft. It's called Hands-On Ham Radio for a reason, and you can find it at ellacraft.com. Yeah, we're back with Austin. His call is Kilo 6 Alpha Bravo Mike. He is a SOTA 
extraordinaire. It's funny too. He's been a ham for a little bit less than two years. He's already got his wife license. They went and did a summits on the air activation during their honeymoon in Maui in a volcano of all places. And uh, she goes on these summit activations with him. I mean, the guy's got the the best wife in the country. I hope she's listening to this, by the way. And uh, oh, she will. <laughs> she'll probably <laughs> remind you of that from now on every day. So you're welcome. I've been doing it for 18 years. Yeah. It'll be okay. Um, so yeah. so Austin, we appreciate you being here, number one, and thank you for your passion and sharing your your adventures with us and some of your thoughts and your processes. There may be somebody listening, just like you were a year or two ago. Uh, just found the program. This sounds interesting to them, but they're really not a hundred percent sure about what we're talking about or, or how to get involved. Um, at the core of it, what is summits on the air? Well, I mean, to me, it's, it's, it's a way to sort of, you know, intersect my two passions of being outside and ham radio. And so, you know, I, the, there's a practical side of of wanting to learn how to be outside with the radio just for safety reasons if you go you know to kind of as remote places as I tend to where cell phones don't work so that's kind of like I said that's kind of the basis that got me into it but the thing that that kind of kept me there was providing a challenge and the challenge is you know it's it's just sort of it's amongst friends i mean there's no you know there's no reward at the end other than just the the satisfaction of doing it and having conversations with other people doing the same activity um, but it, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's been a lot of fun for me and I, it's taken me to places that I didn't ever think that I would go. Um, I probably wouldn't have gone to that volcano in Maui. Otherwise, you know, I, I, I tend to plan it and make it an integral part of other things that I'm doing. And so it's just, you know, it's, it's just a lot of fun. Right on, man. Right on. And it's, uh, it's something that anybody who is a licensed amateur radio operator can do. I mean, if you have a technician license, you have, uh, you have, re- uh, the word I'm trying to say here, I'm going to, have to cut this out, but, uh, you have privileges to be able to make contacts with people, even with your walkie talkie, your handy talkie, I guess I'm supposed to, I always get that wrong. Apologize, send the emails to somebody else. I was a fireman for 10 years. We called them walkie talkies. Um, but, but they can get up on a, on a summit. That's what you did, right? When you first started, you didn't have a, a thousand dollar rig. You got up there with a handy talkie. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely did not. I, I had a, you know, I had a hundred dollar FT 60. And since then, you know, I actually bought, um, I bought a uh, Baofeng, you know, just, just to have kind of a something that, you know, like everybody says, if it breaks, I'm not going to be upset. Yeah. And there was a time where uh, I found myself near a summit and I was just, that's all I had in the car. And I was like, ah, oh, let's see what this Baofeng can do. I was kind <laughs> of hesitant to use it, but I went up there and used it. And I mean, I was full quieting, you know, uh, from Oakland into San Francisco, which is, you know, quite a distance. Yeah. Um and so, you know, I guess what I'm saying is for like $25, you know, you can get yourself an HD and, you know, you don't need to be scared off by the idea of HF. You don't need to use HF. It definitely helps, but it doesn't, it's not necessary. You know, I did it for a year with just five watts and a, and a whip antenna. That's all I had. And, you know, that, those some of the best times I had were doing that. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, the, there may be guys out there who want to be able to enjoy the outdoors and radio at the same time. And, and that's, you know, that's freeing to know, uh, that it doesn't have to cost you, you know, your wife's car payment this month to buy a rig to do this. It's, it's very affordable. And and like most aspects of the hobby, it's, it's open for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's no, there's no barriers to admission. In fact, there really is no admission. The admission is you just do it. (laughs) And, uh, we, so I guess I should kind of explain briefly what it is that you do when I say it. So there are designated summits uh, all across the world, and they're broken into regions. The region that I'm in is uh, Whiskey 6 region, mm-hmm. and that is uh, all of California. Um, every every state, and I believe a, not all countries, but a lot of countries have their own regions as well. And, you know, you can look all that up on the uh, SOTA website. Just type in summits on the air into Google, you know, and you'll find immediately some of the some of the official websites and so anyway so you go up into uh, a designated summit um there's there's directions to the actual summit you know you can use google maps with the satellite imagery to kind of help guide your way from a parking lot or a trailhead you know you can look at game trails wherever you're going you can figure out how to get there Mm. and once you get up there you have to make four contacts 
through simplex, no repeater use. Um, and you can do that, you know, through HF, which is going to be, you know, primarily going to be simplex, or you can use uh, the calling frequency for two meter, 146, 520. You're not limited to that, but that's kind of the standard. So, you know, you just go up there and you call CQ. Um, if you if you want, you can send out a spot using a spotting app. Um, if you don't know what that is, you can look up soda spotting apps, and basically it's a way for you to send out a spot for yourself just to say, hey, I'm here, or I have intentions on being here at this time, at this frequency. And, you know, I, I send out a spot if I have signal, and within minutes, people from, you know, Idaho or <laughs> Arizona or Maryland or Florida or wherever just coming right back to me like, okay, I, I got you. I saw you're on there. I don't even need the soda designator. I already know what the summit is. I got it written down. <laughs> That's awesome. So the spotting app really helps. Um, especially if you're using, uh, like two meter because, you know, you don't have such distance. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, well, let me ask you this because a lot of guys, you know, they just, they don't, they go places maybe where there isn't, um, isn't that, uh, connection with the outside world via your phone or I know that Stuart, when he was doing national parks, he had the little Delome uh, unit that he could text from. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but but there's not there's nothing wrong with asking someone that can hear you locally to spot you, is there? No, not at all. I do it all the time. Or a lot of times, if I'm chasing somebody, um, you know, I will offer uh, I will offer to spot for them if they haven't done it themselves. Or sometimes, you know, it's kind of obnoxious to be up there and trying to write things down. You know, look at the time to get the UTC time correct. Right. Um, you know, managing frequencies, managing pileups if you have one, and and then and then have to spot yourself if you're switching to frequencies. Maybe you go from twenty to forty, or you know, yeah. whatever you're jumping around. And so, you know, sometimes I'll just say, "Oh, I'm going to you know seven dot two ninety, and then somebody's like, oh, "I'll spot you," you know. So nice. Um, and I definitely will offer to do that for people too. Well, it is a community within the community within the community, and uh, everybody's yeah. out to help one another because they're all either activating or chasing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's a lot of times on, on, uh, on two meter simplex, I'll get somebody who's just like, wow, I'm surprised to hear somebody on one forty six five twenty at all. You know, like, <laughs> what are you doing again? <laughs> and so, you know, then, then I, then I love it. Cause I, you know, they're, first of all, they're listening to one forty six, So mm-hmm. that means that they have an interest in simplex. And so, you know, typically simplex tends to be people who are outside, you know, or there's some sort of interest in, in kind of being outside, you know? And so, um, when I tell them about that, they're just like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I wrote down the keywords and, you know, I'm going (laughs) to look this thing up and I don't know how many converties I've made, but we'll see. (laughs) That's awesome, man. Well, and that's, that's part of it. You know, it's just like you said, when you're passionate about something, it's real easy to talk about it and, and getting it out there is really cool as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love it. Cool. Now I've seen videos, uh, video snippets on your Instagram, Instagram account, uh, from inside your truck. And, and those are, I guess, activations that you're chasing that you're a part of, or, or at least filming the, the, uh, confirmation that you got them. Yeah. You know, when I started that Instagram account, it was kind of to document, I went to art school, so I kind of have this, 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 uh, <laughs> this mind that thinks about, you know, piecing together, you know, kind of a, a collage, if you will, or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think about things as being kind of conceptual and large when it comes to my interests. And so I thought to myself, you know, what better way than to try and encompass everything about this that I'm doing, if, whether it's a failure or a success or, you know, a new piece of gear I bought or, you know, chasing mm-hmm. or whatever. So I always have my phone with me. And if I'm doing an activation, I try and take video just to kind of give an insight into the process of it. And if I'm chasing, I try and, you know, capture the like a little snippet of of whatever's important about that that uh that dialogue that we have back and forth. Cool. And so I'll put that on there and you know, a lot of times the people that I'm doing or chasing, they'll they'll end up seeing it and just being like, Oh, that's what I sound like over the air, you know. So <laughs> Man, my radio sucks. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, you know, I just I, I, I really enjoy the entire process of it all. And to mm-hmm. me, you know, the the process of just doing it is is as, you know, important as the accomplishment of it. So, you know, I just I love being able to just do it, the 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 thing, you know, and so yeah. I like to show it off in all aspects. Well, it, it appears to me that you must be a Yesu guy because you've got the 60, you bought the FTM uh, 
whichever one that was. But you also put a, a late a, a late model Yesu radio in your truck, your dual binder. Yeah, I did. I I believe it's the the FT one hundred. Um, I, I could be wrong about it. Maybe it's FT. No, I'm pretty sure it's FT one hundred. But uh, I put that in there. But do, then, do you like uh, it? oh, I I love it. Yeah, I mean, I I use the APRS function on it. Um, in large part thanks to your last show, <laughs> that uh, that's kind of helped me out with even understanding APRS at, on a on a grander scale in terms of how to use it for uh, for soda stuff. Um, but I also, you know, I got into ICOM as well. Um, so I have the IC7100 as a base station. I just, I love that it's all bands, all modes. Yeah. And it's another one of those things where I don't know what it does yet, <laughs> but I know it does it and I'm, I'm going to learn it. You know, when, one of these rainy days, I'll sit down and figure yeah. out digital modes or whatever. Awesome. Yeah, and there's a lot of that out there where you're at. So you, you're in a good place for it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, I've I've been curious about that uh, the Yezu Mobile. It, it seems to be popular, and, and but I haven't seen one in real life, touched it necessarily, and, and used one. So I'm always curious. You know, we have people always asking, you know, what should I buy, and what would you buy, and of course I have an opinion, but yours is you know maybe different than mine, and and reasons beyond why I would want something, you'd want something else. So that's really cool to hear. I like the way it looks. It looks great mounted in your your truck. So it's it's really cool to see and hear that you're having a good experience with it. Yeah, no, I, I love it. And, and the mounting was kind of by accident. I bought like a a vent mount that just clipped onto the to the vent, and when I put it in, the weight of the of the radio head just kind of pulled the vent down, <laughs> so I could never get it to angle correctly. And I bought the truck used, and somebody before me had stuck like one of those little swivel, you know, the the little ball joint kind oh, of yeah. thing that that you. And so I was, I didn't really understand what it was when I first bought it, and then when I had the the uh, mounting bracket for the vent, it came apart, and I was like, oh wait a minute, this just <laughs> snaps onto this, and I was like, maybe that's what this was for. And so I realized somebody probably had a cell phone holder or something before, yeah. yeah. And so I just snapped it on, and I was like, well, that's where it lives. That's perfect. Hey, that so works good. It, uh, yeah, no, I love it. It's perfect where it is. Awesome. Awesome. Well, dude, man, it's really been good to catch up with you about your story. I appreciate you offering to come on. Uh, and that's how this works, guys. Uh, Austin said, hey, I, I may have something to say about soda that your listeners may be interested in. And sure enough, we've got him here on the program. So thank you very much for not only listening and participating in the hobby, but for coming on to the show and helping us further understand the summits on the air, especially from a new guy's perspective because I, I still feel like I'm one of those. I, I don't feel like I'm, I have not arrived. I am still the new guy. So thank you for, for further helping us understand all things soda. Yeah, no problem. I mean, the, the, the main reason was I, I just felt like the, uh, the barriers that were holding me back were really not that complex. And had I have had somebody to just kind of, you know, say, look, it's as simple as doing a, B and C, and yeah. then, you know, you can, you can participate. And so once, uh, once I figured those things out for myself, I thought, you know, why not, why not eliminate that two year guessing period for somebody who doesn't you know, understand how to do it. So, well, we appreciate it. And we've talked a lot about that in this show where people are giving and constantly giving back and paying forward here in the hobby. And if you're a brand new ham, you, I hope that you're around some good people, because if you are, you will understand exactly what we're talking about. Of course, we do our best here with the podcast, but we know that you're surrounded by hams and find you a good one and they will help guide you for sure. Uh, Austin, appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for coming on and, and look forward to uh, continue to follow you on Instagram and checking out all that's going on over there at Diet Soda. Yeah, sure. And if anybody has any questions and they don't find themselves surrounded by somebody who can help, I mean, if you have Instagram access, you know, look me up. I, I'd be more than happy to to give you my opinion. And um, I'm not, you know, I'm not stingy with my thoughts, so I'd be happy to help. <laughs> Well, we'll have everything linked that we've uh, we've chatted about, including the apps and the spotting services and whatnot as well, and the show notes. So make sure you visit us at hamradio360.com. Special thanks to Austin Munger, K6ABM, for hanging out with us here to talk about his experiences, his new experiences in the ham radio, but not just ham radio. How about the adventure of Summits on the Air as well? Man, thank you so much again. Really enjoyed getting to hang out with you, learning about your time in the hobby. And I'm still really interested, so if you're a new licensee, please, please just send me an email, kel at hamradio360.com. Would love to get connected with you. Not trying to sell you anything. I'm just, I'm just curious about what's going on with you right now. 
now and and may have some ways to help you as well. So it's Kale at HamRadio360.com. If you've been licensed since uh, December the 1st of 2016 until now, if you're a new technician, please let me know. I can't wait to hear from you. Uh, In addition to that, just thank you to Ellacraft for for making a great radio like the KX2 so Austin can take it in the mountains and have a great time with it, man. And uh, I'm just really excited to see what they're going to be doing as they continue their innovation out there in California. Another special thank you to our show sponsor, Main Trading Company. Always excited to catch up with them. I got the got the coolest envelope in the mail this week. It was uh, drawn. I bet Danielle did it. It was it was decorated so nicely. So thank you, girl. Appreciate all you down there in Texas, and uh, appreciate you listening. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason for me to sit here in the barn and record these shows if y'all aren't listening. And I know you are, and appreciate hearing from every one of you. I hope that we're inspiring your journey in amateur radio. And if there's a topic or maybe a question you have, I know that Kenneth. Uh, from our APRS show is taking questions right now. We'll have a link to that for an upcoming revisit to the Ham Radio 360 show. So we just want to continue to be a part of what you're doing. If, you, if you're learning about something new, maybe something we've never even touched on, we would love to make that connection with you. Uh, just like Austin, he's a listener and he's doing something really cool in the hobby and he wanted to come on and talk about it. So maybe that's you. Don't hesitate to ask because we're always looking for new contacts and new information. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening again. We'll be back in two weeks. Until then, 73, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Ham Radio 360 podcast. Brought to you by Maine Trading Company, Paris, Texas. And by Elecraft.com, hands-on ham radio. To learn more about the show, visit our website, hamradio360.com. 73, y'all. <laughs>